0: This is episode three of Coaching Connections with Marcus (laughs) Savarada. I'm kidding. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. This is episode three. Today we have Coach Joseph Martinez of Lanier High School. We also have Coach Rudy Bernal of Antonian. Now Coach Bernal spent 30 plus years at Lanier building a legendary career where he coached Coach Martinez when he was a player Coach Martinez then served as Coach Better Now's assistant coach at Lanier. So there's so much relationships within this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I did. Episode three, Coach Better now, Coach Martinez. Let's get after it. Hey, look at you You guys are, are prompt and punctual.
1: Look
0: at that. <laughs> coach. What's up, Joey? What's going on? How
2: we doing,
1: How
2: much, Doing all right. This cat's bugging the hell out of me, though. <laughs> <laughs> We've been locked <laughing> up too long.
1: <laughs> this cat
2: wants to go outside with the wife. Oh, um, She doesn't go outside, but she likes going out there when somebody else is out there. <laughs> it's a pain in the butt.
0: <sighs> you guys been doing okay?
3: Hanging in there. Yeah, man. How about you, Marcus? Woo!
0: I mean, it, it's it's an adjustment. We we have a lot of special ed paperwork we've got to we got to do. We're still running ours and stuff, so it's it's a yeah adjustment for sure. But it's it's not bad. I don't mind it at all. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, not, this.
3: A, I'm not a not a desk job type guy. It's been tough.
2: <laughs> That's why I'm where I
3: am. <laughs> <laughs> coach, we're out there here, man. man. What is your day like,
2: coach? Uh. Get up about seven, seven thirty, and read the paper. Get on the computer. Feed the dogs. Do whatever I need to do this morning. I I bought some uh, covers for my speakers, uh, so I replaced my speaker covers on, in my home stereo. So. Nice. Man, that's always finding something to do.
3: Big day right there.
0: <laughs> I only got one done, so I got to get the other one done. You sound a little bitter there, Joseph. <laughs> Man. I just want to say thank you guys for, for jumping on. I appreciate you guys. Yes, sure, sure. sir. So we got Coach Bernard in High School and Coach Joseph Martinez of Lanier. Martinez. So first off, um, with this whole COVID-19 situation, you guys holding up okay?
2: Pretty much. Um, the only thing really contact with school that I have, I mean, I try and, and text the kids because we're in a group text, so we try and keep in touch that way. Joseph?
3: Man, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> at home is something else, but I just – it's cool, man. We, we, we're real busy with Google Classroom. This is my third meeting today. Yeah. Um, But, you know, we're real active. You know, we, we work out with our kids in the evenings. Yeah. Monday through Thursday at mm-hmm. 6. So I got another one later today. We we're just trying to, you know, keep in contact with these kids, man, because – Everybody's struggling right now,
1: for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, and Brewer Brewer made a good point the last time we talked. He said everybody's in the same boat, right? I mean, nobody really knows yeah. to really navigate through it. Um, this yeah. is brand new for all of us. I know. I know. This yeah. is my third one today too. We had a uh, at an ARD at nine thirty in the morning, and then uh, met with my basketball boys at noon. Okay. And, and, and then this one here, and so okay. so living in front of the computer screen has become the norm, I guess. <laughs> You guys been binge-watching anything on Netflix?
2: <laughs> we, I've been watching uh, Grimm. Uh, we have, like, the first three seasons, and we got to get the next three. So we're almost done. Well, we're done with season one and two, so starting
0: season three already. Nice. I've never seen Grimm. I've never watched it. Did
3: you, yeah, Joseph? Yeah. yeah, I actually got to start on Netflix. Never been... Not much of a TV guy, but I finished uh, the Narcos, the Columbia one, and now I'm doing the the, the Narcos, Mexico one. Nice. <laughs> that, that's my my task was my daughter goes to bed.
0: Get- <laughs> <laughs> you can't be watching this go first.
3: No, 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 it's not for her.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, we just finished uh, Ozark was pretty good. Season three was really good. Let's talk a little bit about childhood. It doesn't really matter who goes first. Just growing up, you know, what was it like? And, and the influences along the way that, that sent you down this path of, of coaching and educating young people. But, um, but just in general, you know, what, what was it like growing up for you guys? You want me to go first?
3: Go ahead, Terry.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I'm a lot older than most of the guys around. So, uh, I mean, I, I grew up uh, – I was born on the west side of San Antonio. Uh, um, and we moved – to, I guess, the northwest part of San Antonio uh, when I was maybe two or three. Uh, so I, mean, I grew up over uh, in the Delview area between West Avenue and Bass Jackson. Mm-hmm. Went to St. Gregory's for eight years. So I didn't go to public school until I got to Lee High School. And uh, just growing up, uh, being involved, my, my dad... And Definitely making sure that I was involved in athletics. Uh, I mean, per se, CYO, way back when. uh, And I even played popcorn or football uh, as well. But um, CYO at St. Gregory's, uh, we started when we were five, six years old, all the way up to 14. Uh, So, I mean, it was baseball, basketball, running track, uh, swimming. I mean, you name it. I was involved in all those things, and I credit that to my my father, uh, who ended up being assistant coach for a lot of those things. Uh, so I think that's kind of where the bug got me. Now, originally, when I went to college, uh, that wasn't the number one thing on my list. It was being a pharmacist. But uh, going to the University of Houston and taking organic chemistry changed my mind real quick when that happened. So. Uh, but, yeah, I give my dad a lot of credit for uh, kind of my secondary choice uh, and I've never looked back, you know. I, uh, I owe him a lot, owe my, both my parents a lot.
0: That's awesome. Joseph?
3: Man, I, I grew up, you know, I'm from the hood, so I grew up in the West Side, man, right uh, right next to the Castellano Courts, you know, Laredo, South Hamilton area. My brothers and I, we, we lived there with my mom. Um grew up there. Um, spent a lot of time at the courts because, you know, so all my friends were at. We went to go play basketball at the time. But, you know, we started playing basketball. My brother and I, well, I was in the third grade. My brother Josh was in the fourth grade. We started over at, uh, used to be called West End. Now it's called, I believe, Frank Garrett Center. Okay, yeah. You know, so we, uh, that's where we first started, man, uh, Spursley, you know, with uh, my PE coach from elementary. He started that up.
2: I worked at West End for like about seven or eight years out of yeah. high school during the summers at the, at the Parks and Rec program every summer. Nice. That was, that was different.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that area is different, man. That, that area is different. Of it belongs to us now. That's Lanier area. It used to be Fox Air. But yeah, I grew up right there and then from, you know, went out to Tafoya. And then in, in Lanier High School, from from there. But, you know, basketball's always been a big part of my life and, you know, my brothers. So yeah. that kept that us out of trouble. For any, any people familiar with that, Laredo, South Hamilton area in the courts, man, it was rough back in the 90s. That, that was a rough spot, man.
1: Absolutely.
3: So, yeah, basketball, basketball kept us away from all that craziness.
0: That was what I was gonna ask. Basketball kinda steers you away from a lot of that. Oh yeah,
3: man, that's true. You know, back then, you know, gangs gangs were legit back then. We saw all of it. We saw a lot of stuff. You know, stuff, you know, young kids shouldn't be seeing, but yeah, you know, for some reason it never really got to me and my brothers. We always just played. Um they always left us alone. Um, which, you know, I'm grateful grateful for now, you know. But, no, really, we just – it was always basketball at the park, at school. Outside, man, we used to have those mail carton crates. That was our hoop.
0: I remember
3: those days. On the telephone pole, and then we had a mail carton on one of our trees. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we progressed to the court up on the wall on the side of the house until we finally got our own hoop. You know, we finally got our hoop, and it was on from there, man.
0: <laughs> Made you appreciate it, though. I mean, you appreciate oh, it. Oh,
3: yeah, that – I still have no card hoop though, man. That's that makes it work.
0: Make <laughs> a a ball inside of a square, you end up becoming <laughs> pretty much
3: <mature>. Yeah, <laughs> that telephone pulls your backboard, so you know you got to work.
0: Absolutely. So, 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 tell us a little bit about your journey, I guess, uh, in the coaching world and moving up in the ranks. Uh, what was that like for you guys? Um,
2: I started. Uh, as a matter of fact, and, and most, a lot of people know, but there's some people that don't, uh, my first coaching job, and part of high school, was at Antonio High School in 1978. Uh, I got back from University of Houston in 77, and didn't finish there, I figured I needed to come home, to UTSA, and finish, so I was in school, but uh, I was getting ready to do my student teaching, and um, I didn't have a whole lot left, Uh, and I thought way back when that I needed to get a little football uh, uh, knowledge. Uh, I mean, I played when I was little, but uh, I wanted to try and learn a little bit, coaching,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: since that's what I was going to do, and uh, I volunteered my time. I was working, uh, teaching P.E. at Holy Spirit, and I guess before that, uh, the semester before that, I was at St. Paul's. Doing the same thing so uh, uh, going to Antonian and asking me if I could volunteer my time those guys kind of jumped on that and so I was able to, to get in and uh, I was coaching football uh, you know assisting and trying to learn and they got me driving the bus and uh, one of the coaches uh, left and so they ended up giving me his position Nice. And uh, so I started getting paid even though I you know, I hadn't finished graduating yet. Uh, so that year I coached football, basketball, and baseball assisting in all three. I made $500 per sport.
1: Man.
0: So,
2: Man. uh, <clears throat> I ended up graduating that following spring semester and, uh, got my degree and they hired me as a teacher. So, uh, I did the same thing. I was still assisting football, basketball, and baseball, and teaching, and I made a whopping nine thousand dollars doing all of that. Oh man! So when you guys start thinking about <laughs> salaries, just think about that nine thousand dollars. Wow! My wife and I just got married, so um, uh, I mean, I think back about that and. Uh, everybody got to start somewhere and I, I think I got a good uh, starting level there and I was there for one more year and then I went to West Campus, uh, well I think that I went to South San ISD and doubled my salary moved from private to public. And, uh, so again, my my second year of teaching after graduating I was making 18000 uh I went to Dwight Middle School for six months, and then I moved over to West Campus when they had an opening, and I was there three years um, as an assistant, uh, football assistant and basketball assistant, and uh, after three years there, um, the Leonard job came open, and the head football coach from West Campus was uh, interviewing for that job, and so he asked me if I'd be interested in going over there. and. My dad graduated there in '43, and all my uncles and aunts went there. And I mean, they grew up right next to Lanier High School. So for me, it was like, "Oh hell yeah!" I'm, I'm I definitely count me in. So uh, that kind of took me there.
0: How long were you at Lanier?
2: Thirty-one years, from '83 through 2014. Thirty-one years. I for six years, um, you know, I wanted to be a head coach still, uh, but there was nothing available at the time. And so I didn't want to sit and do nothing, and I wanted to be involved in basketball. And so Coach Vargas gave me the opportunity to be as an assistant there at Antonio, and I jumped on that. And uh, i there for a year and a half, and he decided he, didn't, he wanted to leave mid-December of my second year there, and I took over at that point. Been there
1: six. With
0: both of y'all on the same bench, that's a whole lot of wins on one bench. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's it been like for you, Joseph?
3: Man, it's been good, man. I, you know, when this school year comes to a close, this will be uh, twelve years for me. This will be twelve years. So, I've done six as an assistant. There Lanier under Coach Bernal. And then um, this past basketball season completed my 12th, my sixth season as a head coach. Okay. So 12 overall.
1: Nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it like uh, as far as you two guys when you worked together, you know, having a former player uh, on your staff who, who's already familiar with, with what's expected?
2: I've been lucky enough to be able to do that two times now. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and and at Lanier, I had Joseph uh, assisting me, and I also had Martin Carter assisting me. So, uh, it was nice, it's very nice when you have people that know what you're doing, know the system, and can help get the students, uh, your athletes, to understand that, and uh, you know, especially you know, I'm a little bit older than than most of the other guys, and so having young guys uh, helping me uh, makes a big difference as well. So uh, I, I've been blessed in, in uh, to be able to have uh, guys that play for me in,
0: in those positions. It definitely sounds like a blessing, and Joseph. What was it like coming from the other side?
3: Yeah, man, it was you know, of course, a big learning experience, big learning curve, but uh when you go back like coach said like i knew the x's and o's part you know i knew what was expected so as a from a culture standpoint i knew what to say i knew how to talk to the kids because i knew what their jobs and roles were but you know just learning um you know when i was an assistant for coach bernard i did three years as a freshman coach and then i did three years as a jv coach so you know it was um I really enjoyed freshmen. You know, I really enjoyed freshmen. And I remember when I first got there, he's like, school's about to start my first year. He's like, do you know what you're going to do next week in athletics? <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> but, you know, we the whole time I was there under coach, you know, he he helped me out, you know, every, every year. And we worked together. And I told him, you know, my goal is always, you know, just get them ready for you. Yeah. Um, and just get these guys rolling. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the freshman level, teaching those guys, you know, from day one. They're coming, they're coming to us from middle school. They don't know any other place. Yeah. Enjoy teaching them, you know, everything and helping, uh, helping those guys get ready. And then, you know, when the JV spot came open, he was like, you know, you need to come up. And I, honestly, I really was enjoying freshmen. Um, but he's like, no, you need to come up. And I was like, okay, sure. You know, so I go up to JV, and you know there's there's a difference in coaching. You know, competition steps up a little bit, but then you know it's also a little harder because you know the better players going to be on varsity. Yeah. Uh, team BT. You know the better players go to A, but you know so you, you know you gotta you gotta work, man. You gotta work with what you got. But you know it was a challenge, and I realized why he wanted me. You know to to move up, but you know just being with them on the sideline, working with them all the time it, it was. It was cool, man. I really enjoyed it. Learned a lot. Nice. You know, um, he would always tell me, he's like, you know, you, I'm going to let you do this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not just talking about, you know, in practice or on the sideline at ACC. He's saying it throughout the day, man. He's like, listen. He's like, give here. I'm going to let you do this. I'm going I'm to let you do this. And at first, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you know, I'm, I'm new teachers. So I'm trying to get mine you know, do all my things and he wants me to do his stuff. But, you know, it, it wasn't very long, why, why, you know, for me to figure out why he was telling me I'm going to let you. Yeah. Do this, you know, and then, of course, you know, he, he – um, we all knew when, you know, his time was up, when he was ready, he knew his, he was going to retire. So that last year, you know, it was big. You know, he really showed me the ins and out and expectations and everything of a head coach. And, you know, he was always pulling me over, come over here, look look at this. And I see this is what you got to do. Yeah. You know, how you going to handle this? You know, you got to be ready for this. You know, it was all year long. And, you know, very appreci- appreciative of that. And, you know, it helped out a lot. But, you know, he was coaching me the whole time. He was coaching me the whole time I was there. And I, we worked great together. I always I, We always talked before the game. You know what the rotation was going to be like. First and foremost, well, what, what's the rotation for tonight? Um, what are we going to try to do on offense? Okay, because you know everybody knows what we're doing on defense. Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: what
3: are we going to try to do on offense. You know what are we going to try to? You know, and, and we yeah, all Lots of times didn't matter <laughs>
2: what we have doing on defense or
3: not. So, <laughs> so you know, especially you know he's, and he's he's a fair guy. You know, if a kid had a great week of practice. <laughs> You know, he made it known to me. He was like, hey, give that, give that kid a shot. Yeah. You know, he's worked, you know, let's put this guy, let's give him a shot, see what he can do. Or if, if a kid did not have a good week of practice, he's like, don't let him, you know, leave him on the bottom. We cook. No, we, we worked good together. We communicated very well. And it helped me, you know, it's a lot of stuff we did, I do now, you know, with my staff, yeah. you know, and, you know, Keep that teamwork going.
0: I have no idea what you guys run on defense at all. (laughs) You
2: know, that's the good thing about running what we do is that it's hard to uh, prepare for it if you don't know how to put it out and practice against it. Yeah. To me, that was just as important as – what we were doing defensively, yeah. Uh, people didn't know exactly what we were doing, where things were coming from, when they were coming. But desire-wise, tenacity-wise, no question. Uh, linear groups were far and above uh, uh, the better group uh, when we're talking about these things.
0: So, so what? What was uh, for Coach Bernal? You know, thinking back at, at, during those times. I guess your your keys to success that allowed you to to pull that out of your kids. You know, Joseph, you do you do a really good job too with your guys um, getting them to play that style. Um, what what are some things you thought were helpful for you?
2: You know, uh, for me, um, we didn't really do that the first fifteen years I was at Lanier because uh, I didn't have the kids to do it with. Mm-hmm. Um, the last fifteen. 16, 17 years, uh, we started to do it. Um, You know, but there were times when I had 6'2", 225, 230 kids that we couldn't do it with those guys. And so, you know, I'm not the kind of coach that's gonna be stubborn and say, this is what we do, we're gonna do it. You know, you gotta be smart enough and understand what your kids can do and what they can't do. uh, keep the other team guessing as to what, when it's coming. Uh, after a timeout, you know, uh, after you get three or four skills in a row and they call timeout, and okay, it's time to switch. We're going to do something different this possession. You know, you, you try and play those kind of strategic games uh, and outthink the other guy. So, sure. you know, I thought we were – I had kids smart enough to do that, uh, hungry enough, to do it all the time, uh, I don't think there was a team we ever played that was in better shape than we were. And I attribute that to uh, my assistant coaches and, and the kids understanding that uh, if we played that way, we would have a chance to win every game we played in.
0: Joseph?
3: You know, with this defense, you just, you know, like I said, you do got to have the personnel for it. But, you know, since he's left, I obviously, you know, when I was a student athlete there, I played through that. And then the six years, I was an assistant. Uh, We had solid groups for the most part, and we we stayed with that defense. So that was definitely a goal of mine to stick with that defense, the run and jump. Um, This past season, I was able to get, you know, with the group I had, we were a little bit more effective with the run and jump. Um, But it's just something, man, you got to commit to. You know, Coach um, told us, he would tell me, you know, back when I was a student there and even when I was the assistant, man, he's like, if you're going to do it, you got to do it.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, you, and you got to commit to it. You got to understand that, um, one, you, you are going to give up layups. You are. And it's going to happen. You just got to commit to it. And you got to practice it and practice it and continue to practice. And, you know, I still do it, you know, the same way, you know, we practice it daily, every single day, whether it's um, scrimmaging, or in small groups. You know, we're going to practice it every day. These kids got to get used to it. And it's just teaching them all the little things, man, the little tricks to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just something you got to commit to. You know, it takes a lot of work. Um, you got to get these kids to be comfortable, to get beat off the dribble. Um, and teaching them that it's okay because if you're still chasing, Yeah. Player, even though he got by you, he's under pressure because you're right behind him. You know, but teaching these kids and, understand, you know, nowadays, you know, you're guarding someone full court and the ball handler gets by that defender, that kid's going to put his head down like, damn. Stop chasing. Like, damn, really he got me. But, no, it's, it's not over yet. So, you know, teaching these kids that you just got to stick with it, and now it's a chase game, and now you chase. But it's just, it's just commitment, man, and we've been trying to stick with it um, this past season. We got better. Um, I think we have a chance to be uh, solid with it next year again. Um, we, you know, I'm going to have some kids that yeah. So I think, you know, we'll be um, solid defensively again next year. Well, I'll
0: say playing against it as a as a player when I was a kid and, uh, and then trying to coach against it, it's – they're both tough. I mean, it's – you know, we play <laughs> Lanier, we know – we don't always know when it's coming. We just know it's coming at some point, uh, you know. And, and like you said, it's – not the easiest thing to recreate daily in practice, right? How do you how do you uh, practice against it when, when you don't run it all the time? And, and to be able to do it and practice as effectively as, you know, the folks tend to do it year in and year out. So it, it makes it tough for a coach planning and, and trying to scheme for it, and, which is why we always keep you guys on the schedule. It's, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: you know, uh, to me, uh, I like playing the best teams that you can play because that's the only way you're going to get better. Absolutely. You're not going to get a whole lot better playing teams that you're going to beat uh, by 30. That's not going to help
0: you. Yeah, Joseph and I, we every time it's time to reschedule, I think we're one of the first ones that each other – Yeah, Like, Hey, are we going to keep this game? I want to keep this game. And so we always make sure we try to have the votes on schedule just because I'm, I know the atmosphere, you know, going to Lanier or them coming to McCollum. Um, both both teams are going to play hard. Um, they're going to try to make us uncomfortable with, with their defense. And, and for me, like you said, I think that helps us more than anything is, is playing teams like that, and, and they're going to get in our stuff, and we have to learn how to deal with that. And so it's, it's always good to do that. You now that we're not in the same district anymore, make sure that we have those non-district games scheduled.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, uh, you were an assistant for uh, both of y'all for a while, and you, you – Joseph served under Coach Bernard, but what are some things that uh that you would tell a, a young coach getting into the business? Some advice maybe, you know, as far as becoming an assistant, you know, what to expect. Um, you know, what what is he look he or she looking at getting into the
3: game? I'll let you go first, Joe. Um, even as an assistant, man, you know, personal personally, what type of coach do you want to be? You know, are you gonna be that coach that's you know, buddy, buddy, and friendly with every athlete that you have, or you're gonna be that hard nosed coach. That, hey, you know, when your kids walk into that gym that they know and they see you, they, they know it's time to get serious yeah. and don't play around, you know. So, so, what type of coach do you wanna be? You know, you can be structured, you know, boom, boom, let's go, let's go, let's go, or you're gonna be relaxed or everybody, hey, coach, you know, and just, you know, you gotta chit chat, hang around for a little bit. Um, and then as an assistant, is, man, support and figure out what your, your head coach wants. You know, support that head coach. Uh, what does he want? What does he expect, you know, in practice and in the games? You know, help um, help your head coach's job be a little easier. You know, help out his day. Help him out. um, You know, getting ready, man. You know, just getting everything and all, all the kids on the bus. Yeah. You know, that can be a task of his own, man. Like, you know. Where are the kids at, where, you know, they're supposed to the locker room, but you got sub over here on the phone. You got this one over there trying to call his girlfriend. This one's over there with mommy, you know, trying to get get all the equipment, the camera, the, the equipment bag, the trainer bag, you know, you know, as an assistant, you got to help out, you know, help, help the head coach out. And because, you know, man, game day, once after school comes, your mind's racing.
0: Yeah, you know? absolutely.
3: <laughs> you got a lot of these things going on in your head. You know, you're ready for the ball to go up, and, you know, you still got three hours to tip off. So you just, as an assistant, man, what type of coach do you want to be um, and help, help out your head coach?
2: It's a little different being in the situation I'm in now. Uh, I, I definitely relished uh, the fact of when I was in the public school situation at Renier uh, of, of having all my assistants there all day. So, you know, communication was a lot better. Um, where I'm at now, you know, uh, I'm the first one there. I'm the last one to leave. Uh, I get everything ready because, again, we're in a situation where my guys are part time yeah. and uh, they don't get there uh, when I do. Uh, I would tell young guys that are interested in being. Uh, or that are going to be an assistant coach. uh, They need to understand, do you want to be a head coach? If that's what you want to do, then you need to know what it takes to be a head coach. You need to know the time. You need to know uh, all the things involved because there are a lot of things that people don't think about.
0: Mm -hmm. That's good stuff. Um, You know, thinking back, Early two thousands, when you guys went to a state, back to back state appearances at Lanier, um, you guys ended up beating Dallas Lincoln. Yeah. What well, What was that like as far as the prep? What was the preparation going into that game? Do you remember? Uh, what, what was your game plan? You now you got Chris Bosch on the other side. What What were you talking about? And- I'll
2: let Joe talk about that, so he can he can give you a player's perspective, and I'll give you mine after he does. What do you remember,
3: Joe? Well, I remember right off the bat is that you know we uh there was a gap in between our game the session that the, the mid session we were the night session, so we got to shoot around, and all along he's telling us you know we'll have one side, Lincoln got the other side, and here, you know he's on to make sure you stay on your side, keep your balls blah 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 blah, but we end up having the whole court to ourselves. They didn't even show up.
1: Wow.
3: Off the bat, man, you know. Our group, those two years, you know, to me, what sticks out the most is, man, we were mentally tough. We were mentally tough. So, you know, coach, like I said, you was telling us we got one side on when we go shoot around at the Aaron Center. So when we realized we had the whole floor, we didn't even say much. You know, we just started looking at each other. We're like, all right, we got the whole court. They, They don't even want to come shoot around. This you know, but we just looking around. We're like, all right, okay. They don't need to shoot around before a big game, so we're right out, of bed, attitude. Everything started clicking. So you know, we're going through our shoot around, whatever, and then we go back to the locker room. And was it Cole? Was it that one where we we like on the same side and we came out? And we had to walk right by them.
2: They were lined up in the hallway yeah. on both sides of the hallway when we were going. To- out to the gym before floor yeah. started and they just kind of stare us down.
3: So yeah, so we go back to the locker room, right? After we have the whole floor to ourselves. Coach, you know, he let you know we do our thing. Uh coach lets us have it, we talk. And he's like, all right, let's go to the tunnel. And so we we, we didn't know. We going out to the tunnel we're like, oh damn. So here they are. They're here now. And then like you said, they line up in that hallway and we just walk right by them like okay you know and they, they were out there just staring us down the whole time everybody got quiet because you know you know kids you kids in the hallway they goofing they laughing messing around whatever and we could hear them we didn't know who it was until we walked by we're like oh shoot that's lincoln I'm like okay and then we're like you know we're just man we're tough man we were, we're men- mentally tough and so once we get by there and we're in the hallway we're waiting for them to give us the green light to run onto the floor we were away from them and so you know we start talking amongst ourselves, we're like, all right, we're going to get these dudes. You know, we're, we're going to pop them. You know, they think they're, they're big, whatever. They didn't come shooting around. Then they want to look at us the way they did in the hallway. So, you know, we're like, all right, you know, juices were flowing, man. And we're ready to go. And here's, you know, it's all game plan, you know, is everybody is like, you just got to be physical. Body him up, push them, move them, move him with your body. And I remember, you know, him, Coach, saying that a lot. Then they had the one guard. uh, uh,
2: Hopkins.
3: Hopkins. And this guy was just super athletic. (laughs) I don't even know. I don't remember what he said about him because that dude was just way too athletic for all of us. Um, But, you know, we just had to to go out and play. And it was a hell of a game, man. (laughs) Coach? Um...
2: I know Joseph will remember this. Uh, you know, this is way back when. And so uh, getting stuff on uh, Huddle and all that stuff, you know, we didn't do that because there was no Huddle.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: we were we were still watching stuff on video. There was no DVD either. Now, we did get DVDs after the fact, but uh, I had a coach send me a video of, the game they lost to Lincoln in the regional final. I called him on the phone and said, "Hey, coach, you know uh, we're getting ready to play these guys. Would you uh, consider sending me uh, your video of your game?" I mean, I did that. That was a Saturday of the regional final. Yeah, night. I was on the phone, and uh, he sent it to me on Greyhound. That that was the big thing. When we were scouting, people would send me stuff on Greyhound, and I'd go pick it up Uh, instead of in the mail because then you had to wait several days. This way it was over. So uh, we watched video, and 30 minutes of pregame was dunk after dunk after dunk after dunk. (laughs) Every guy on that team was dunking the ball, and uh, I made these guys watch that for quite a while. Um and I just told him, I said, there Ain't nobody gonna get dunk in this game. We're not giving up anything. I said, You guys have probably played better teams than what you're getting ready to play. I mean, we played some stout teams. We saw teams uh I mean we played in the Las Vegas uh holiday prep classic. We got invited to go play in that in December of that year. We were in the Platinum bracket. There was sixty-eight teams in this tournament, uh, so we were in the top sixteen. Whoa! Uh, the top two teams that played in the championship of that of our bracket were Oak Hill Academy and Modern Day out of California. Yeah, they played in the championship game. Uh, we played uh, Bishop Gorman out of Las Vegas. They were ranked number twelve in the country. The first game. of of the tournament, Tubby Smith and all these guys are in the stands. Tubby Smith, Kentucky at the time. And uh, we ended up having a chance to win in regulation and and we didn't, Uh, and we ended up losing in overtime to the 12th ranked team in the country. And they were were huge, they were athletic, uh, but we played the way we played. We played uh, in a tournament maybe weeks before that, at Cornerstone, but uh, uh, oh, uh, Tracy McGrady School, uh, Mount Zion, Mount Zion, out of North Carolina. They had sure. ten guys on the roster that were six eight or bigger. How many? Ten. <laughs> and uh, they were good. And uh, I mean. We had no fear. The guys had no fear. It didn't matter who we played. We were going to play. But, uh, we come out and we're playing these guys man to man. Jarrett Jack, 6'4 point guard. I mean, he's taller than anybody on our team. And uh, there's 6'8, 6'10, 6'11 on the backside of the 2 3 zone. And we're playing a man. So uh, during the timeout, I told these guys, hey, don't give Tell him, hey, we're guarding you guys, man, and y'all can't guard us, man. And uh, sure enough, we got him to guard us man-to-man, and uh, we ended up hitting a shot at the buzzer or after the buzzer. Josh hit a shot, uh, left his hands after the buzzer, and we lost, I think, by one or two.
0: So they didn't count the shot.
2: Didn't count it. Yeah. So we lost. And, uh, I mean, guys took it hard because we felt like – you know, we played with these guys. They're supposed to be one of the best teams in the country. Uh, you know, and, and that kind of made us think, you know, down the road, we're going to see teams, you know, we get to the playoffs and they're not going to be anything like we're already seeing right now. Yeah. Uh, so, to me, that was as important as anything.
0: So, so when you got to Dallas Lincoln, they were already fearless.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we. It didn't matter. I mean we we had four days, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Thursday shoot around to talk about Dallas Lincoln and you know, Brian Hopkins, uh, he was a six foot, six one kid with a 40, 44 vertical, uh, went to SMU. Good player. Uh, Chris Bosch uh, at the time six ten, six eleven. Um the thing about we talked about him was uh, I mean, and the way we play, we're not going to let the ball go inside. And we got a lot of practice when we play Sam. And then Houston's got all these big guys. And we're going to front. We're going to play the backside. And uh, after the first quarter and a half of the game, when you take it away, they stop looking. Yeah. And, uh, so uh, we were all about that. We're not going to let the ball go in the post easy. If you're going to get it in, you're really going to have to work and we're going to jam the passer. We're going to make things really hard on you. Uh, we're just not going to allow it. Uh, even a high-low situation, we're not going to allow you to get in a high-low situation. Uh, so uh, we ended up, and Joe, I don't know if you remember this, uh, Chris Bosch fouled out midway through the fourth quarter mm-hmm. with four offensive fouls spreading the floor. And we made – some of the big guys have to chase us. I mean, that, that was the game plan. We wanted to, for him to sit as much as we could get him to sit, get him in foul trouble, uh, get their best players in foul trouble, and uh, just harass and get after people. And uh, we were able to do that. And uh, they never had the lead in that game. They tied it up with 14 seconds left, I think, or 10 seconds left. And one of the things we always did and, and I still try to do it is we like to get the ball out if once of the team score, we want to get it in our hands, out of the net, out and in within a second, second and a half. Yeah. So Joe's running down the floor like we do in our secondary break. And uh we get the ball, Martin brings it in, he passes it to Josh, Josh passes it up the floor, we get a layup within three or four seconds of after they scored to tie it up, so now we're back up two.
3: You scored, Joseph? You scored the layup? Yeah. I caught it. Closed my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I, can
2: still, I, I still see that. I mean, I can visualize a lot of things that happened during that game.
0: So it was a big memory. It's a huge memory for you guys. And how did they react to y'all's, uh, to y'all's jump and y'all's toughness and your grit? I mean, how did they respond to that, Joe?
3: Man, I think they're a little surprised, man, because we're a little. You know, with the size they had, you know, Chris Bosh, who was tall and athletic, you know, and coordinated, um, they, they, I think they were just surprised, man. We came out ready to go. We, we knocked out, down some shots right off the bat, like Coach said. We never had a big lead. for um, Sure, never got the double digits. But we led just about the whole game, man. and And we, we kept um, – every time they came, they came back, we, we had an answer for him, you know we did a good job running the offense with that group. We were patient coach always told us be patient, be patient and run it and run it and we did a good job um I was able to knock down a couple of shots that game um like coach said, we didn't allow them to dunk um they had no dunks that game we slowed them down um but I think just you know our mental top this man we were ready to go um every you know that game everything was rolling. For us, we are clicking both sides of the floor. You you could tell their frustration levels just kept going higher and higher. And we were getting those guys off their game plan. Became a little personal. Very chippy. A lot of stuff on the side. You know, like Coach said, we're cutting. You know, and they were more focused on tripping us or or body checking us than they were actually guarding us. Yeah. We already knew that. We know how to react to that. We're like, just keep running it, and we're going to get a layup on these dudes. And sure enough, we would. We would. And, you know, that game, everything was rolling for us, and it worked out great at the end. You know, but, you know, you, you kind of need that in big games. Yeah. You know, in the big stage, you, everything's got to go your way.
0: And and afterwards, did they uh, – was it respect at the end? Did they look at you a little differently, you think?
2: Only one guy shook <laughs> their
0: hand. That's the coach. The coach yeah,
2: was very – They're good. Very respectful and, and – I mean, he had a lot of great things to say. Only one player shook our hand. And, uh, you know, <laughs> our guys were pretty excited. And it was just, hey, let's go. Come on, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> let's go to the dressing room <laughs> so we can talk about this. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, they were pretty excited. Everybody was excited. Uh, everybody, 16 plus thousand people in the stands. Uh,
0: well, that was a big upset. I was rooting for you guys the whole way. I remember. I remember those days. What did you graduate? Oh, two. Oh, we're the, we're the exact same age.
3: Yeah, same.
0: Yeah. So now we were pulling for you guys. Um, so so, tell me a little bit about some impactful moments for you guys coaching. You know, we we have an opportunity to touch a lot of a lot of lives, and uh, when you realize it was more than just wins and losses and and all of that.
2: To me, uh, and I'm still trying to do the same thing. Uh, It's about building memories. Uh, I know these guys that that played in Vegas, Uh, that'll stick with those guys forever. Uh, So uh, playing in the state tournament two years in a row, uh, those are the kind of memories that will stick for you forever. Uh, So, you know, if we can do that for our players, uh, that's a great thing be
1: able to be. so definitely. Coach, so?
3: oh, so, your know, memories, you know, like, like you said, you know, yes, I remember everything about that Vegas trip. You know, the whole team, first time on a plane for me. Um, but, you know, I had all my teammates with me and my coaches, my high school principal went. You know, but it's just impactful moments. Is you know, since, since coaches here is you know, it's about the support system. Um, one quick story is uh, I went out to college. I went out to a community college up in Minnesota to play basketball. And even throughout college, still stayed in contact with Coach, even my high school principal. At least once a month, once every other month, they would give me a call. And so, you know, pretty much stayed healthy, you know, been playing basketball. Organized since I was, I was in third grade. Um, really no major injuries. My senior year, I separated my shoulder. That was my first major injury, you know, as an athlete. So I get to college, um, and I dislocate my shoulder. And I was hurt, man. And, you know, I was dislocated, had to, you know, get it popped in. Um, and I was devastated, man. You know, my freshman year, I'm 18 years old, you know, up in Minnesota. And it happened at basketball practice. And I was just devastated, man. I was like, dude, I came all the way over here to play basketball, and now this. You know, I had to raise money. Family had to raise money to send me up. did all this stuff for me to go to school, and then i get hurt. You know, so I was disappointed. I felt like I disappointed people. And then, you know, family back home, they they find out, you know, people, so Coach Bernard calls me. And by that time, I went to the doctors and stuff. You know, but I'm still down. You know, I've never been hurt before. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to act, and so I found out it wasn't too serious. They just, I just had a rehab. I didn't tear nothing. Okay, so, but I was still like, damn, you know, all the way over here for nothing. But coach told me one thing. You know, that he told me to stick it out. And coach Bernard told me that he's like, you're, you're a college athlete. You're a college basketball player. You know. Listen to your doctors, to your trainers, go through rehab, and get back on the floor. And, you know, when he told me that, I was like, damn, okay. You know, I I felt a little better because, you know, like I said, I've never been hurt before. I didn't know what to do. And then I'm by myself, you know, 2,000 miles away, um, you know, in a different setting. So, but, you know, when he told me that, you know, I, I kind of believed in myself again. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And so I did, you know, I did my two years of college, did all my rehab, got back on the floor, like Coach said. So you know, you know, when you have that support system, man, you, you can you can go pretty far. You know, you
0: relate, those relationships that you guys yeah, have. Yeah, the
3: relationships, you know, they could take you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite things is when guys that have graduated are, uh year after year and, and they come back just to say hi, yeah. see how you're doing. Text. Yeah. It's a lot different now with social media and 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 texting, they'll call and text, and and every time I get a, a message or a phone call or a, mm-hmm. um or they show up to the gym randomly. I mean, that to me, that's that that speaks volumes. It's one of my yeah. favorite coaches.
3: Sure. no now you and I, we have some years under our belt. We got that, you
0: know got a couple. Hey.
3: <laughs>
0: so I mean, I, 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 this is my sixth year as a head coach. I just finished six. I think you just finished six, Joseph. So we yes. started some time as a head coach.
1: And oh Adams, <laughs>
3: <laughs> right behind, so,
0: <laughs> I'm I'm 35 years old right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know,
0: uh, touching on that, uh, and for both for both of you guys, even though coach is a little uh, just a little older than you, Joseph. Um, <laughs> what what would something that that the experienced version of yourself so the inexperienced version of yourself as a coach, your first year in as a head coach. Some advice you would give
3: yourself. Some advice I give my, myself is, man, let's say, uh, let me see. What would I tell myself? Just to keep learning. Just, just to keep learning. You know, and, and, like, Coach, one thing, as an athlete, coach would always tell us there's always room for improvement. That's a little phrase Coach Bernard likes to use. And, you know, I started off hot, man. I probably learned more about coaching within the last two, three years because we've been struggling at Lanier. You know, when I first took over, I had a good group. It was my whole JV group moved up. And we had a good JV season. We moved up to, to varsity together my first year when I took over. And so not saying that it was easy, just things were, were smooth, man. Me and my kids were clicking. We already had that connection, and then carried over to the floor. Then I had them for two, three, two years, and then they graduated. So I had a brand-new group. We weren't clicking. So I had to learn. And, you know, every group of kids is different. And and the group that, you know, that's leaving me right now, they're they're real different. I had to learn a lot. I've learned a lot from them. I had to change some ways as far as the locker room and practice. And it's just you always got to find ways, and you got to adapt. You got to adapt to each group. And that's something that I, I probably would tell younger stuff that you got to pay more attention to, to your group of kids because you got you got to get them to go. Mm-hmm. You know, what coaching is about, what can you get those group of kids to do on the floor? Yeah. You know, can they work together? Can they battle together? Can they execute? You know, so just keep learning and, and not just X's and O's. You know, it's about the kids too. you got to figure them out.
0: That's awesome. Coach, Bernal?
3: Um uh, Bernard, what would you what would the Antonian coach right now tell the young Antonian coach? <laughs>
2: the young Antonian – Oh, like the first yeah. year guy, the assistant coach? Uh,
1: <laughs>
2: find a job that pays a lot of <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, coming out of coming out of college, uh, you know, you're pretty gung ho and uh, you don't know what to expect. Um, you're working with people that you never worked with before. Uh, but the thing about being a, a, an assistant coach is, uh, I know Joseph talked about it earlier, is that you got to do everything you can do to be loyal to your head coach and help him get his job done because that's what it's all about. Whether you got one assistant, whether you got three assistants, they all need to be there for the head coach uh, to make his job easier. Uh, And I know I I really didn't know that when I first started. Uh, You know, I was gung ho. You know, I loved playing game basketball back then. I still played a lot. Um, But that was the thing. uh, I had never coached before. Mm -hmm. So, Coaching and having knowledge about being a player are different. So uh, talking about adjusting, uh, you know, in games, you've got to adjust adjust as a coach. Uh, As a player, you have to adjust in games. You know, whatever the other team is doing, you have to make adjustments. Uh, Every year you get a different group, you have to adjust. Your, your program and your team, uh, to utilize their strengths and, uh, not so much concentrate, uh, you know, making their weaknesses better, but, uh, working at what you do well. And, uh, you know, that, that's definitely what I would tell young guys is, uh, be able to adjust to your situation, whether that's being coaching freshmen, coaching the JV, coaching varsity, uh, understanding uh the adjustment whether it's high school middle school college professional that word is so important in game basketball is adjusting and so uh, i just think that's a, a real important word to game basketball nice well
0: well i appreciate you guys taking some time out to uh to catch up and talk to us, I know we don't get a whole lot of opportunity to uh, talk while we're on lockdown, so uh, we we missed the state tournament. Another one of the places <laughs> to catch up at uh, TABC is not going to happen. Another place where we uh, get to, to link up and catch and share some stories.
2: But, uh, what do you guys think? What's going to happen in August? I mean, and I I'm 65, so I got a little more to worry about than you guys. Uh, you know, luckily I don't have any. Uh, community situations that uh, you know are, are hurting my my health but uh, still the fact that uh, I got to be careful uh, you know I got grandkids uh, uh, so I mean it's important that we take as much precaution as we can uh, absolutely again, I don't know what's going to happen but I have an idea
1: well um,
0: we're gonna have to keep our computers charged. We'll be doing a whole lot of. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I,
0: I appreciate you guys, uh, Coach Martinez. As always, it's a pleasure. Uh, I respect what you both do with your programs. You know, Coach Bernal, you No, know, we appreciate everything you've done for the basketball community. Definitely a legend in our uh, in our field and profession. So we appreciate you very much.
3: Man, thank you, Marcus. I appreciate you doing this, man.
0: No problem. No problem. Stay safe. You need something. Hey.
3: All uh, right. Yes,
1: sir. Now be careful.